West 86 East University Parkway. We're going to talk to Jarrell Brantley coming up here momentarily, Gordon, a jazz two-way player, and he had a great season this year uh, for the Stars. We talked to Martin Schiller last week, uh, Coach of the Year for uh, for the NBA G League, and uh, you wrote a nice uh, nice column on Coach Schiller, uh, Gordon. I thought it was good. You guys bonded over your uh, your familiarity with the German culture. And language, yeah, it's uh, it. The stars had a fantastic year. When you look at uh, Schiller was coach of the year, Bart Taylor was executive of the year. Brantley was what was he? Was he all G League? All G League first team. All G League first team. I think he made the all rookie team. He did, and then they had some other honor that I'm forgetting right now. But uh, why wouldn't you with that kind of record? I mean, Martin Schiller mentioned it to us that had the season gone on, that he felt very good about his team's chances to uh, to take the whole thing. So uh, they were the best team. And, yeah, so it's success all around. And they were developing players for the big club. If you, uh, Gordon, were giving me advice on what to have if I wanted authentic German cuisine, what should I get? Um, I think I would go with some Spetzla and maybe a, it, it, it's not, it, it's a bit of an, it's a bit of an acquired taste, but maybe a Rotkohl and maybe for you, Wiener Schnitzel. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Just wanted to know. Uh, let's get out to the Sprint special guest line. Sprint, they make it safe and easy to get what you need online. Visit Sprint.com for online services and store availability. Joining the show now, of course, he is a Jazz two-way player, but he was named to the NBA All-NBA G League first team and all-rookie team for the 2019-2020 season as a member of the Salt Lake City Stars. He's Jarrell Brantley with us here on the big show. Jarrell, thank you very much for a few minutes. How you doing? Yes, sir. I'm doing good. Thank you all for having me. You bet. Yeah, you've got to be uh, feeling pretty good. Had a great season for the Salt Lake Stars and uh, named All-NBA G League. That's got to feel great. Yeah, man, it definitely was a blessing, you know, putting in a lot of hard work, me and my teammates. Um, and, you know, despite everything that's going on in the world right now, it's, it's good to, you know, see some good going on. So, Jarrell, the whole purpose of having the Stars is to develop players, and it's nice when you win, too, but it's great when you do both, and that's what you guys were able to accomplish. What? Tell us about your game and the progression there. Uh, for me, um, I was just, you know, constantly trying to get better, find ways to, you know, grow in my game, as well as be the best teammate I can be. You know, um, it's, a, it's an up-and-down season. For me being a two-way, I'm with the Jazz sometimes, I'm with the – stars other times so you know trying to stay positive and patient um was something that i was you know trying to pride myself on during these times and it's beginning to pay off talk about uh you you mentioned you spent time with the jazz and the stars talk about that kind of going back and forth and i guess you know is uh, how coach schiller and coach snyder work together to put you in the best position possible it's, it's honestly a blessing um the things that i get to learn with the Jazz, um, I get to use them in live games, you know, um, with the Stars. So I think it's, it's it's big for, like we said, development and, you know, growing and getting confident in myself. And still, you know, for both those coaches, they both see things in me, you know, and they still, they you know, they have their visions for me. And so it helps me to know where my process is going and, and what's my next step with their help. 
you were a very well-rounded player uh, for the Stars, averaging, if I got my numbers right, I don't have it in front of me, but like 18.8 points and uh, a bunch of rebounds and, and assists as well. Do you? What are you working on specifically? Where do you think your strengths are? Um, um, I think my strength is just being versatile um, on the court, definitely. Um, but I'm working on, you know, making more shots, you know, being as consistent as I can, you know, from the three ball, you know, and being able to make the open shot when um, it's my opportunity. Um, but with with everything, you know, I, I pride myself on being versatile, trying to make shots already, you know, trying to be able to guard multiple um, positions. And so I think those are the things that I'll continue to grow on. But I definitely want to make as many more shots as I can. You know, I feel like it, it adds years to your game as long as you can, you know, make the open shot. Now, I give this advice to all the young players, Jarrell, and it's, it's this. Knowing Quinn Snyder the way we do, if you play defense, you're going to greatly increase your opportunities. Uh, is, that, is that in your mind, and are you a good defensive player? Oh, yeah, for sure. I, I, guarding is, is the ultimate goal. Um, guarding is what I hang my hat on. You know, if you're not making shots, if you know – the, the game's not going your way. I know that I can, you know, help my team. You know, I, I can guard multiple positions, like I said earlier. So I think that's one of the things that I, I feel got me here, you know, with everything else. So just trusting that for sure. But defense is, is what I understand and what I love, honestly. Jake, did you hear what he just said? I did. I did. He, he's, he knows. Got it down. That's the perfect answer. <laughs> Appreciate that. Jarrell Bradley is with us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Uh, Jarrell, and maybe this has been announced, I'm not sure, but as as Jazz two-way player, are you going to Orlando? Yeah, I believe so. As of now, I believe I'm, I'm on the trip, so looking forward to it. And and unfortunately, of course, the, the Boyan Bogdanovich uh, injury, is that's not a, a positive situation by any means. But, you know, if, if the, the Jazz have to go to their depth a little bit, it, it seems like maybe there might be some opportunity for you down there. Yeah, we'll see. You know, um, opportunity is is big, and that's what the league is made of. Um, but like I said earlier, you know, staying patient, you know, trusting my craft, and continuing to work is what I'm focused on right now. And, and it'll get an opportunity for not only me, but you know, a lot of other guys to step up with Bojan's injury. And even though that's a tough task, you know, with Bojan bringing in close to 20 points a game, I trust the you know the Jazz organization and the team that they're they're close knit guys, and we all you know lean on one another, so I'm, I'm excited to see what happens. Terrell, do you have a timetable, uh, a timeline in place when you want to uh, ascend to uh, real rotation minutes with the Jazz? Man, you can't, you can't put time limits on this, you know, on this, because you, you never know. I could say tomorrow or, you know, um, I, I guess because it's not up to me in a sense. Um, but for sure, you know, I think my my job right now is to make sure that I stay ready, and that's what I'm focused on, trying to be the best me, you know, for whenever my opportunity comes that um, I'm not slow-footing it, and I think that's what I'm focused on, you know, and I can't focus on tomorrow or the next day. I have to focus on what I did today. 
Jarrell, I've got to tell you, talking to you, uh, and I know we, we've probably covered some of this stuff already in the interview, but you seem to me uh, as an example of a real success story for the G League and what the NBA is trying to do with it to give you know players opportunities to, to get better and have a conduit to get to the NBA. And just because maybe you weren't ready, or somebody, not you specifically, but somebody's not ready at, at 19, 20, or 21, you know, maybe they come into their own at 23, 24, or 25. And that's, uh, I think you're an example of a, of a real G League success story. Your thoughts on, I guess, the G League preparing you to, to get the most out of you? Yeah, I appreciate that. And uh, I mean, yeah, the G League is a great opportunity. You know, um, for, for guys like me who, number one, you know, you want to be developed and, you know, you, you understand it's a process, but we still just want to play, you know, and sometimes you don't get the minutes that you want, like we're talking about with the Jazz. So for me, I got to use everything I learned. I got to be a sponge with the Jazz. And everything I got to, you know, learn, I got to use. And so, for me, that was big. And so, I think the the G League is where you get to, you know, um, you know, craft and sharpen your tools when you don't get the opportunity for the Jazz. So, it's special. And, I, and you know, everybody, you know, looks down at the G League in a sense. But for me, I look at it as an opportunity, you know, because you get to go and get better. And, and, and the sky's the limit for you if you go in with the positive attitudes. All right, so, Jarrell, this question, Jake, my partner, can't relate to it because he's a skinny guy. But you, guys who are yeah. both, you, and, you, you and me, you know, we're, we're physical specimens. And I just wondered, <laughs> you've mentioned work a couple of times. Have you built, built yourself into what you are, or is some of this natural? Or what, where, where, where does that uh, strength come from? I would say I would definitely say where you know my body type and my body build is just a blessing from from God and my parents. <laughs> but but I definitely with that you know I've learned different ways to what works for me you know how to make myself stronger how to make myself more agile um, and still being able to move at my size and, and being the most effective as I can. So um, it's definitely gifts from God and family. But at the same time, um, I still try to uh, like own and craft who I am. Well, Jarrell, congratulations on, on all of your success. Congratulations on the, the G League first team honors. That's, that's really great. Good luck in Orlando, and thank you very much for jumping on the show today. We appreciate it. Thank you all for having me. Yeah. Thank you, Jarrell. Jarrell Brandley, Jazz two-way player, going to Orlando. Uh, all G League first team. Uh, as you mentioned, Gordon averaged 18.8 points per game in 33 starts, shot 51.2% from the floor. And uh, and I was serious about that. You know, the, the G League maybe is not all that uh, that glamorous, but the purpose of the G League, I think it's very useful. And on top of that, I think the Jazz have really found uh, ways to use the, the stars and use the G League to, to further the franchise. And I, I would guess they're going to continue to do so. Yeah, I agree. I, th- I believe he was the number 50th pick in the draft. Am I remembering that right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought so. Uh, but anyway, by the way, I didn't even get a chuckle out of you about comparing my physical stature to Jarrell's. I laughed. I didn't want to I didn't want to interrupt. It was very <laughs> funny because uh, Jarrell is built much more athletically than you. I, I think it's pretty well, safe to say. I think that would be safe to say with darn near every human being on the planet. I mean, that guy is a rock, isn't he? 
Yeah, and and if he's athletic enough to to play the wing and help in the paint, I mean that's a that's a, a real valuable skill in mm. the NBA. And I, I liked your defense advice that uh, that you like to give. But you were right; his answer was was really really good. And if he can guard, you know, four positions on the floor, Gordon. I mean, yeah. you know, if you can guard all five positions, you're all of a sudden Draymond Green, and he's going to be a Hall of Famer. But it, you know, if you can guard three, four positions. Uh, in the NBA, you're going to have a lot of value, let alone if you can shoot over 50% from the field. So, you know, he's got a lot of things going for him. And, and he's impressive. You know, didn't he sound well-spoken to you from a standpoint of having the right mental uh, kind of outlook to this whole thing? You know what I like about it, Gordon, is is there is a guy that has to work for everything he's got. I mean, yeah, and he's zero, doing it. zero entitlement there. I mean, it's it's what I like about guys like like Jarrell Brantley, but uh, George Niang, uh, Joe Ingles to to a certain extent, you know, guys that weren't drafted in the lottery and uh, and have I don't want to say easy street because it's not easy, of course. But these guys are they're scratching and clawing, clawing to make it, you know, yeah. that, that, that's mm-hmm. passion and heart and perspective. And I'm with you. I, I'm with you, Gordon. I, I like those stories, and I think a lot of times you hear the attitudes from those types of players. And I mean, he's an upbeat guy. He's he's ready yeah. to work. You heard him talk about how he was he was grateful for the opportunity to soak up all the stuff he got with the Jazz and work it out in the G League. That's great. Yeah. That's great. And he didn't he didn't get a lot of minutes. I think he appeared in like five games, if I'm not um, remembering correctly. But uh, anyway, he that that continuity between what Martin is trying to get him to do uh, with the stars and what Quinn expects of him uh, as he continues to progress that that must be a huge advantage not to be confused by some sort of disconnect there. Right, no doubt. All right, we're here uh, live at the warehouse. Big thanks to uh, Jarrell Brantley for jumping on the show. We'll get that up online at 1280thezone.com. And again, congratulations to him on all of his G League success. We'll get to uh, other topics of the day coming up next, as well as we might mix in a drop of the day if we uh, possibly can. But we're here at the warehouse, 86 East University Parkway. And our good friend Tom's jumping on the airwaves once again. We're helping out our listeners and uh, blowing some minds today, Tom. Hey, how about... uh we do a rug deal. Okay. Now we're talking. I'm going to do every rug 50% off. We've done that before. Whenever we do it, uh, people come in and get uh, take advantage. So I've got rugs back there, great big, like 8 by 10s values to $1,500. i am selling them for $499. I was, we, we bought some rugs a few years ago. I was shocked at how expensive rugs you are. You can spend... Ten thousand dollars on a good. It's rug. wild. It's yeah. crazy. These are going to be your choice. Eight by tens, two hundred twenty-five bucks. Incredible deal. Incredible. Then I have five by eights. Values there. It's probably seven ninety-nine. Most of them are uh, whatever it is. I'm going to sell them for one hundred twenty-five bucks. Awesome. That's boom. That is huge. That's boom. Yeah. And we're talking. I've got wool rugs, and the typical wool rug retails for about seven hundred bucks. On the low end, on the you low can end. pay uh, thousands, probably, right? I mean, if you if you got a Persian rug, you can pay ten grand yeah. for an eight by five by eight. It's crazy. It's crazy. How about we do uh, the love seat you're sitting on? I love this thing, by There's the way. Only recliner. Two. There's only two power recliner. Beautiful. Famous uh, brand. When you come in, I'll tell you what it is. I'm not supposed to advertise it. Five ninety nine. 
I can't believe this is five nine. Normally sixty. Leather, bucks. beautiful, gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous. How about uh, the McFerrin sectional deal? We haven't talked about it today. I've got two of them left. Okay. One of them even has massage in two of the recliners. It's normally thirty six hundred dollars. I'm going to do it for seventeen ninety nine. Boom it out for seventeen ninety nine. Boom it out. Then I've got. Um, can you see that BYU? Blue, not to offend anybody who's yeah, not. yeah, that one right there. I have a gorgeous velvet sleigh bed, two colors. One's kind of an ivory, and one is a dark Utah State Aggie blue or BYU blue. It's normally like fourteen hundred bucks. I'm gonna boom it out in a king for two ninety nine, in a full for two hundred and twenty bucks. Incredible, queen. Two forty-nine. Look at that. How about we go over and do? Uh, I'm going to call this a Lloyd special. Okay. I've Lloyd just called me looking for uh, helping his dad, and uh, I'm going to do a special Lloyd nightstand. It's usually the Austin. We're going to do a Lloyd Austin, Lloyd or Austin, my two favorite producers, for forty-nine bucks. Wow. Boom. Dan, you're going to take care of Papa Cole. Papa Cole is a good dude. Hey, Papa Cole, if you're listening, talk to Lloyd. I gave him uh, friends and family cheaper than I would sell it to Lloyd. (laughs) Way to go. Taking care of Papa Cole. Hey, you can get those same deals, too. Just come by the warehouse, 86 East University Parkway. Tom loves helping out our listeners, and he'll take good care of you. We'll have more Big Show coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. If you missed yesterday's uh, sounds uh, uh, of various uh, clips, then you won't know exactly what we're talking about right now. But that is definitely appointment radio, isn't it? Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Live from the warehouse, 86 East University Parkway. Come by and see us. Uh, shout out to Alex Gordon, who just dropped by, listening to the show. He swooped by to take advantage of Tom's uh, $20 pillow deal. And also yeah. said he grabbed a, an adjustable bed a couple months ago from uh, Tom here at the warehouse. So it was everybody cool. that I've talked to, everybody I've talked to about those adjustable beds say they love it, including Austin. Yeah, I got to admit, I have a little adjustable bed envy. Yeah, I don't have one. I don't have one. You don't have one. We got to get one. I know. We We got to get that. Well, one for you and one for me. I mean, you know what I think about it? uh, (laughs) Yeah, true. We got to get two. No, man, they're big enough. You'd never even (laughs) see each other. (laughs) We've got to get Slumber party. But but I think about it every time I jam a pillow behind my back to sit up and watch TV in bed. Yeah. Like, you know, I could just, you know, adjust my bed. That would be so nice. Uh, uh-huh. But great deals going on. Uh, in fact, uh, 86 East University Parkway, they're going to be open all weekend. But Tom's uh, doing some extra special stuff today and tomorrow to get folks in early because they're expecting a busy one. So take advantage of it. 86 East University Parkway. All right, Gordon, you ready for uh, Sounds Various Clips, also known as Drop of the Day? You're not saying it right. It what is sound, it? It sounds of... Uh, if you missed yesterday's uh, sounds uh, uh, of various uh, clips, then you uh, so, will know exactly what we're talking about right uh, now. But that is definitely appointment radio, isn't it? 
So I've got to get the pauses in there. Is that what you're oh, saying? And the uhs and the ums and, and, the, and, and the stammering around. The, uh, my daughter <laughs> lives in Minnesota. That reminds me of when our friend Ryan put the question, you know, San Bernardino onto a T-shirt and put in mm. all the, the uhs and ahs and asides. And the punctuation, <laughs> the punctuation was so funny. That's a big that T-shirt. Was, that was it one was. of the best, that was one of the best T-shirts I think I ever saw. I mean, even though it was making fun of me, it was. I mean, that was pretty it was clever. hilarious. Yeah. It was so funny. All right, uh, here's uh, today's drop of the day. This is something that uh, Austin has found. Apparently, this tweet has gone viral. It's a 22 year old Amazon driver who just quit and walked off the job of abandoning his delivery truck at a gas station in Detroit. <laughs> here's uh, here's the video he recorded. My name is Derek Lancaster. I'm a former Amazon delivery driver, and I recently quit because I mentally can't do it no more. They was overworking. Do I regret quitting the job? Absolutely not. And to the people that I inspired to quit, my message to y'all is, if you feel like you can't do it no more and you mentally can't keep up, man, just let the job go. It's like you'll have another job opportunity coming up here. And if it's one thing I could change different, it's probably posting it on social media and going out the way I went out because it's a bad look on my end. And I know if I apply for jobs and they put in that's on my resume, it's going to be a bad look. So if I can take back how I quit, then I definitely will. But do I regret quitting? No. Okay. All right. Now, see, you ever? I, I was a little disappointed to the response at the end there because I wanted him to celebrate the way he quit. You, you you approve of just leaving the truck at a gas station? <laughs> just, you got to admit. You know what? That's, that's it. I'm done. That makes I'm a statement. <laughs> <laughs> I no. love it. You know what? I, I've, I've quit. Uh, I, I don't know how many jobs I've quit. Not many in my life, but I've never... I've never had the the stones to really burn a bridge like that on the way out. Don't haven't you sometimes wanted to had the feeling like well, man I'm everyone, just going to tell everybody off. That's everyone's dream, isn't it? To be able to tell the boss it's been mistreating them for a long time. Just those who don't like their jobs, hey, you know, take this job and yeah. I, I just wonder, and he said he was he was overworked. That was his ultimate reason. I wonder what the the straw that broke the camel's back was. Like the one <laughs> that like last the, the event, was yeah, the event. Much. No, the, the last that- package. He left the van full of packages with the keys in the ignition at a gas station because there were too many deliveries. Well, um, he, yeah, but the one that that last one must have done him in. <laughs> yeah, right. Know, like, what was it? it? Was it a was it a call from the boss or was it you, you know what was the the final thing? You know what right? it would have been for me? A box full of glitter exploding in the van. Uh, that's it. I'm done. <laughs> that is it. I'm that, leaving I'm this out van of here. at this gas station. Do what you want I'm with leaving. it. Yeah. Have you ever? Uh, well, uh, his point though is is a strong one. I mean, if you are miserable doing your job and you do have some options, then go exercise them, man. Go find something that you enjoy doing better if you if you possibly can. Now I know there are a lot of people out there working their butts off. And, and they're in the job that they have to hold on to because they, they need the income. But uh, if you're absolutely miserable, then find a less miserable job if you possibly can. What if, like Serena Williams, you're miserable, but you're really good at it? <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> what do you do then? Austin, have you ever quit a job just like that? Have you ever just said, pal, I'm out of here? Kind of, yeah. 
what, 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 can you give us some detail? No, because I was working for my uncle at the time and it was really, <laughs> uncle. it was really, really, really immature of me. And I, to this day, feel remorse for doing that. You're what was the what type of work? I was at a recycling, electronics recycling plant. <laughs> And I was paid 25 cents per pound, which sounds like not not a lot, but I was really good at like dismantling and, and parting out the big copy machines, and that's 25 cents a pound. That's pretty good. You get 2,000 pounds a day, you're making some good money. But the, it was just, I was young, I was stupid, it was a hot warehouse, and I didn't like the people that I was working uh, around, and so I just kind of left. And it was your uncle's outfit. Uh, he was the yeah. He was the site manager, the regional manager, and uh, it was my fault. You know, I was dumb. I was young, and I apologized. But yeah, it was it was not good. You know, there's a country song. I don't. <laughs> there was also sorry. One more one more story. There was right, also right. one that I will not share the details of until the day I die. But I uh, had done something a little dishonest at work. Not like stolen millions of dollars or anything. But uh, they uh, and I walked in one day and I they had my. I was really young. They had my parents there to talk to me about it, and I could just see why they were there. And I just stopped dead in my tracks and said, "I quit," and then turned around and walked away. And that was the end of that. So it wasn't like you were like you know, walking out the door with a thousand dollars worth of clothing. <laughs> right. Who they were that? gifting that to me. I didn't even want yeah. it. They pointed at me and then the clothes, it, and I just assumed. And it wasn't like I just threw all the papers in the Allegheny River, uh, so I didn't have to deliver them either. It was a creek. Come <laughs> on. And it was one time. One one time out of four years. How did you quit that job, Gordon? Oh, I, I quit on good terms because I was a veteran, and uh, I, I just said, uh, I've got other plans now. I was like 16 when I quit. I did it. How old were you when you threw the bundle in the river? Oh, I don't know, about midway through. <laughs> but I had built up a lot of credibility by then. I actually really, really, really envy that you had the guts to do that. You know, I don't want to do this today. <laughs> Splash. And how were you not fired? <laughs> right. Because how did that happen? I don't know. I I, I don't know. Because I, I didn't your whole route co- call and complain? No, they came along and somebody somebody uh, somebody made up for it. I think. But uh, I mean, every day, every day, seventy-seven dailies and one hundred and seventy uh, Sunday papers. The Philadelphia Inquirer. Yep, that's what I did. Did you Man. did you bicycle around? How would uh, did your yes. parents drive you or what? No, you uh, well on Sunday, on Sunday somebody would take because those papers were big. But uh, uh, every other day of the week, including every holiday, every Christmas morning, rain, sleet, snow, you sunshine, are, whatever. You were so soft. <laughs> drive around on Sunday. Come on, I couldn't carry them all. <laughs> Just, I couldn't carry them all. Just soft. You know what I did on those days that I was a delivery boy? I made two trips with my ten speed. You know what? I, you know what I did, Austin. I was smart enough when the guy came around my neighborhood and said, "Hey, do you want to deliver papers?" I was smart enough to say, "Nope, <laughs> sure don't." Well, I always thought I wanted a paper route, and and, my, and and I got it. I got it like it was an eleven and a half or something. And so I get this paper. I don't know what I'm doing. 
you know, and the first day was a Sunday, and I got out there, and I didn't know what I was doing. I thought I could do it myself. So I got my dad, and he came along, and he helped me figure it out. But from that time on, man, I was pretty much on my own. I did all my own collecting. Except so for Sunday. That, to have a 12-year-old out there, you know, picking up, carrying around hundreds of dollars with them. They don't do it this way anymore. I think you just mail it in or whatever. But anyway, uh, I, I, I was smart enough. I always collected uh, near Christmas because I would get the big tip. And not only that, but if they forgot to give it to me, I would always say, well, Merry Christmas, you know. Uh, I think one year I was actually what, what, collecting on Christmas Eve. <laughs> what, Jeez, what would you do? What Tim. would you did? What would you do if they said no? Uh, I I wouldn't say, "Hey, give me a tip." No, no, I no, no, just, no. I'm not talking about a tip. I'm just $2? talking about. I, I'm, I'm talking about. Yeah, when when you went knocked on the door and you said, "Hey, you owe me twenty bucks," and they said, "You know what? I'm not going to give that to you." What what was your what was your response? That never happened. Even after you threw him in the river. No, well, I'm, I'm getting the I'm getting the tips from individual customers. Whose they, papers you threw in the river? I just one time. To know if you had to. You had to. It was just break. one mishap. <laughs> I just wanted to know if you had a mishap. Some... You didn't hit a speed bump and they fell in. I you did have one them. customer that got mad at me once because I rode my bike on his lawn. <laughs> uh, that was not a happy day because he was one of those real fastidious types. But uh, I, I enjoyed it, man. And as a kid, my dad wanted me to learn responsibility. And so I wanted it, and I got it, and then I wanted to quit. And he said, no way, you're not quitting. And Good I for kept it for four years. He so, should have also uh, said, I'm not driving you around on Sunday morning. The thing was that uh, I, I, I got pretty good at it, you know, and I, and I always had money. You know, and I didn't even have to, I didn't have to ask my parents Hey, can I get this shirt or can I get this? Can I get this football or what? I just go buy it because I had the money. And by the time I was done with it, after four years, I had a bunch of money. And you know what I did with it? I gave it to my dad. I said, "Here, right. dad, you know, whatever." Uh, it's good to have a, a big stash of money. Real quick, uh, some comments going on. Uh, Larry Scott is doing an interview with Andy Katz. And I'm actually mm-hmm. reading some of these quotes from uh, Brian Fisher's Twitter feed. And Brian comes on the station uh, often. He's from College Football Talk. Um, but let's see here. i just uh, read from these and get your thoughts. Uh, speaking to Andy Katz, Pac-12 Commissioner Larry Scott indicates a, quote, one-size-fits-all, unquote, approach might not be the case with fall sports. Some schools may play. Others may not be able to. Scott goes on, quote, our ability to play sports in the fall will have to do with more macro elements in our society. What happens when thousands and thousands of young people come back to campus? What kind of impact will that have? The early indications are concerning. He goes on, quote, we've been working toward playing full schedules in the fall. As part of that, we've been working on an agreement amongst all the non-conference opponents on common testing standards before games. Uh, Larry Scott talking about fans, he says, quote, in my conversations with my commissioner colleagues from across the country, there are very different attitudes about fans coming to games. <laughs> you don't yeah. say. <laughs> yeah, well, That's not a surprise. Well, there are differences, and those things are going to have to be worked out. Um, I, I saw this, and, uh, I, I, you know, USC earlier had said that they were going to have the kids on campus, and now they're saying, well, uh, primarily on campus, something along those lines. And so when you start hearing about that, if if kids, maybe that's enough 
to be able to justify football? I don't know. But I, I, they will have to come to some understanding about, like you said, the common testing. That's got to happen. Or else why would you take the field against an opponent that was not doing some sort of standardized testing? You, you would have to, you have to have that element or else you can't have games. But I, I, it sounds, it sounds very tenuous to me right now. I think as far as the games played, Gordon, uh, if I, if, if I'm a college football fan, which of course I am, I am keeping a close eye on what happens with major league baseball because they're not doing the bubble solution. They're still doing home stadiums. And how are they, if they are, how are they able to pull off their 60-game season? That's what I'm keeping a close eye on because I think that college football, if baseball can pull something like that off, I think college football can actually orchestrate the actual games being played. I think that's possible. I do. I didn't, and standardized across the board. You know, there's there's definitely some boxes that need to be checked, but I, I I do think that's possible. But the the fans in the stands thing, that that one is is much much more tricky. I, I mean, I think, and you've talked about this a lot, but I think the odds of there being forty whatever thousand people in Rice Eccles Stadium and even sixty whatever thousand here at uh, Lavelle Edwards Stadium, I think the likelihood of that happening is very low. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see how it works out. Did you see that story that uh, at Camden Yards, people are buying up rooms uh, in, I I believe that, is that warehouse? Is that a hotel or something now? Uh, Uh, Yeah, the one one right across Utah Street, of all streets. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I believe so. People have been buying rooms there to, to be able to watch games from the balcony. That's pretty cool. You could do that uh, at Wrigley Field too. Probably to know. Isn't um, where the Blue Jays plays is still called Sky Dome? Isn't there no, it's a hotel? The Rogers Center. Is it? Isn't there a hotel attached to that baseball well, stadium? Well, there, there, there was. Uh, isn't it, are they in a new building now, Mr. Baseball? Uh, they've been in the Rogers Center for some years. Uh, okay. The Sky you're, Dome. You're talking. You're, yeah, you're talking about the one that had the hotel rooms and. There was that unfortunate incident yes. where there happened to be it's, a couple yes. who opened the curtains in the middle of uh, various activities. St- it's still the same building, gentlemen. It's just it, no okay. longer called the the Sky Dome. Okay. Uh, and and it's been upgraded, so the ho- updated, yeah. But the hotel is still there. I believe so, yeah. There's definitely restaurants uh, around the around the outfield. That'd be pretty cool if, uh, if you were a Blue Jays fan and for a Yankees series or something, you locked down one of those rooms for... Three or four days. That'd be pretty cool. Didn't they, wasn't someone involved with the Cubs? Weren't they trying to block the view of those buildings uh, that are out <laughs> yes. in the outfield? Because yeah. they were selling I, them. The, the the establishments were selling tickets to the roof of the their roof, place. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's pretty funny, actually. But uh, anyway, uh, if we're going to block their view, but uh, yeah, take a seat on the roof. Isn't that a James Taylor song, Up on the Roof? Uh, no, I think it was the Drifters. <laughs> Google it. Prove me wrong. And I think it was initially written by Carol King. It, the she, song was called she, what? Did she write every song ever written? She and yeah, Bob she's Dylan? A, she's amazing. She used Excuse to her. perform there at the Troubadour, right? Uh, let's see here. Yes, the Drifters performed Up on the Roof. You owe me an apology. Oh, up on the Roof. I thought you said take a seat on the roof. Yep, and no, songwriters. I said both, but not oh. together. Songwriters Gary Goffin and Carol King. Are we talking about the same song? Up on the roof? 
Yeah. Up on the rooftop, reindeer paws. <laughs> that one? <laughs> Not that one. Oh. No. No, but we're talking about I, up if on the I roof were, by the drifters. If, if I were a baseball fan and I had a creative way to watch a game, you know, in, 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 in safety. This one, right? No, that's not it. Oh, what are you talking about then? I'm talking about Up on the Roof by James Taylor. Google that one. All right, let's see. I, James Taylor. I think it would be kind of fun to watch a baseball game in, in an environment that wouldn't be uh, traditional. You know, I mean, okay. If so watch a base, if you could watch a baseball game from a hotel room, heck, you could sit there in your jammies and watch a game if you wanted to. I mean, what you do know. you think I do at home for, for uh, less than a hotel room? So, Gordon James Taylor has a version of the same song. Oh, it is. Oh, yeah. It sure sounds different. Here, let's see. It sounds exactly the same. It's the same song. Not sure we can hear it on air. I know. Sorry. The first one sounded different, but anyway, it doesn't matter. No, it, it certainly does not. The point All is, right, so that I, I don't think a whole lot of fans are going to be able to watch college football in the stands. I know that uh, isn't Major League Soccer, or, or, or I think I saw a story from Alex uh, that uh, that the Real Monarchs are going to play a game uh, at Rio Tinto. And they're they're going to try and let like five thousand fans in there, and that's got a capacity of what twenty thousand something. And they so that'd be you know uh, a fraction of a crowd, but at least it would be some people in there. Uh, yeah, I, I'm rooting for it to work. I hope it works, and it's outside, so you know I think that's all good. I hope it works. Hmm. All right, we'll have uh, more coming up next. Stay tuned. Live from the warehouse, 86 East University Parkway. It's the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Thank you very much for making us a part of your day. I want to remind you, 86 East University Parkway, we're hanging out here at the warehouse. We're going to talk to Tom coming up here momentarily, Gordon. And in these few minutes in the the 5 o'clock hour, just briefly, I want to uh, just... uh, encourage our listeners who maybe didn't uh, uh, hear the beginning part of our show or maybe didn't catch DJ and PK this morning, would encourage everybody to log on to 1280thezone.com and listen to Ryan Lacey's interview with David and Pat uh, this morning. I, th- I thought it was great. Um, it, it, was just, it, it was just a really impactful interview to me, and uh, we're going to actually replay it coming up in the, in the 6 o'clock hour if you did not have a, have a chance to hear that. You will have a chance to hear that. But uh, I want to, I guess, uh, put out the word. Stick around. Give it a listen. I think it's, it's, really, uh, it's really important. And uh, here's a guy who was mm, mm, impacted 
by the the um, investigation into the Morgan Scally situation, Gordon, and um, it's it's really unfortunate what he's had to go through, and uh, just want to give him another yet another chance to to defend himself and and say that he is he's telling the truth. Yeah, I think it's really worth everyone's time to to listen to what Ryan has to say. And uh, from a standpoint, there's two aspects to this. One is the backlash that he got that was absolutely hateful. Backlash that is unacceptable. That he, for him to be exposed to that and to be fearful for the safety of his family, it's just ridiculous. The other aspect of it is if there was an investigation that took place, why wasn't what he said taken more seriously or why did it seem to have no effect i i think that's the the ultimate question uh because i think they wanted something in that report to hide behind i really do i believe that and and you fans have have not received that message all that well and i can only i can only say to those fans demand more out of your university demand accountability demand for for them to put their their money where their mouth is you know, and, and until they do, stuff like this, like Utah's uh, Twitter account uh, retweeted a tweet from Ruth Watkins uh, it, highlighting a podcast of uh, one of their vice presidents um, uh, sharing how new initiatives from equality, diversity, and inclusion will help Utah address racist policies and longstanding practices that perpetuate inequality on our campus. And, you know, they signal that sort of thing, and it just rings hollow with me because their actions don't don't back up their words well you got you got a ryan lacy a an african-american alumnus who is basically being steamrollered here or ignored and he, he, listen to the interview and people yeah. can make up their own minds about his credibility but uh he he whatever it is that what he said to the university or, or to the investigative group uh did not fall on open ears. No, it certainly did not. All right, we'll get to that coming up right around the corner. We're here at the warehouse, as I mentioned, 86 East University Parkway. And good friend Tom joins us uh, once again. And, Tom, you guys are set for a big weekend, but you're encouraging our listeners, take advantage today and tomorrow. You're giving a little bit better deal because want to make sure they uh, get in, the folks get in early. That's exactly correct, uh, Jake. And so I'm going to make that even a little bit better. I like it. Boom. Well, We've talked about our gemstone furniture company. We've got this round table that's called the interlude. Uh, and if you want to look it up, imaginative gemstone, an interlude table. They're, the internet price is 2600 bucks on sale for $1,599. Boom. I'm going to do it for $499 oh, and man. give you four chairs for free. Amazing. Amazing. We also talked about, and I'm going to just real quickly surmise some of the deals. I'm going to give anybody who comes in today and tomorrow, if they mention Lloyd or Austin, free mattress protector with any adjustable bed purchase. That's $150 value. I'm going to give you another incentive, 1999 gel-infused memory foam pillows instead of 100 bucks. We've got the big 68-inch round dining room table, normally $3,000. Table and four chairs, five ninety nine. If you don't want round, I've got the big hundred and eight inch, same price, regular thirty two hundred table only. Table four chairs, five ninety nine. We've got the gathering table, 
regular $3,900. It's on sale for $1,800, $799, including four bar stools. This table is gorgeous. It's called the Carrera. It's very uh, sophisticated, very contemporary gray. And I have the most incredible bench for $199. It's on the internet on sale for $1,200. This is class all the way. And then, last but not least, do not forget adjustable beds. I have a $1599 California King deal with an S brand. The the bases are Liggett and Platt. The bases across the street are $3,200. I'm giving you both bases with a mattress for $1599. So come and see us. Uh, we'll be here all weekend. We're going to close early on Saturday, and as always, we're closed on Sundays. All right, 86 East University Parkway right here in Orem. Take advantage of it. 86 East University Parkway. It's the warehouse. More Big Show next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Wrap it up the Big Show, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott. Big thanks to Tom and the crew here at the Warehouse, 86 East University Parkway uh, in Orem. They have a big weekend planned. So, so if you're looking for an adjustable bed or furniture, rugs, he's got great deals. In fact, uh, today and tomorrow, they're even a little better because Tom wants to get, uh, get our listeners here early ahead of the rush for the 4th of July weekend. So trust me. Take advantage of it. Price is so low, it will blow your mind here at the Warehouse, 86 East University Parkway. Gordon, it's been an interesting show today. It has been. Uh, you know, we, when we were talking about uh, the NBA and the bubble down there, do you realize that, uh, what would it be, 50, uh, let's see, 45 years ago? In 1975, how long ago was that? 25 plus 20, 45 years ago, this very day, I was at Disney World. <laughs> How do you this very remember day? that this very day? Because I remember. I was there on July 2nd. Oh, it is wow. July, right? It, it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's nice for you. Did you have a good time? I had a great time. Oh, I was good. there with my buddies, a senior trip, and we enjoyed it and had a good time. Yeah, senior That was the first time I ever saw myself on TV. Because there was a there was a, some kind of setup where you were on a conveyor belt and it took you by TV cameras and you could see yourself on a on a big screen and see what you look like on TV. You went there on your senior trip. That was part of the. Well, we went to Florida, and we were there. We stopped oh, okay. there on our way. Okay, I was just gonna say it's not your traditional, you know senior trip no we we spent our time on the gulf coast that's when i that's when i hit the shark with a with a with a paddle okay we're not not starting that uh okay it was on that trip all right hey uh we we have the day off on the zone tomorrow in honor of uh independence day uh which of course is saturday and uh before we say goodnight gordon want to wish you your family austin your family all of our listeners a very happy independence day i know these these times are are uh, difficult uh, in a variety of ways but uh, i don't want to speak for you guys but i think i'm pretty certain you feel the same proud to be an american and uh, proud to celebrate uh, this weekend and uh, we need to remember what it uh, it means to be Amer- an American on a daily basis. But uh, proud and looking forward to celebrating it this weekend. 
proud to be an American uh, and grateful for those who have made great sacrifices and hopeful that the country can get better. No doubt. No doubt about it. Austin, Gordo, I will see you both or talk to you both, however it may be, on uh, Monday. Enjoy uh, enjoy your weekend. Best of uh, all. It, this is The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 of The Zone.